This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into You Better You Bet, PJ Glasser and Rob Brown filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on this Monday. Rob, we have officially made it, sir. The countdown is officially on to week zero of the college football season. Was it longer than you than you thought? Like, was the wait for football, is it about what it normally is? Was it quicker? Is it slower? Like, now that we're here, how, how are you feeling? First off, howdy, everybody. Happy Monday. <laughs> Let's all pretend like we're happy to be back in war. Actually, that's not even true. You and I get to talk numbers and sports for four hours. I'm very happy to be here uh you know i live down in uh, i'm down in greenville south carolina we're right in the heart of of college football country i've been doing this for 15 years i've been doing radio around the entire southeast and i found pj every off season is too damn long every it's like every year you're like okay we've done this before we've done off season we know how this feels we're all gonna be fine and usually by around august one the shakes have started to kick in uh we just gotta, we just gotta make it six more days, dudes. With just six more days, six more days, and we got in that big Notre Dame Navy showdown we've all been waiting for. Let's go! Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. We're obviously gonna dive into that. We're gonna dive into all seven of the week zero games. We're gonna discuss some college football futures as well. Um, are you a golf guy, Rob? At all? Do you bet any of the golf tournaments on the PGA Tour? Yeah, no, I absolutely do. Uh, I, I will tell you, I'm always, first off, I have loved the introduction of PJ Glasser into my routine because, and I mean this, I'm not blowing smoke that we just got started, but I've never heard him, anybody make a run at golf numbers like you do. So I'm very happy uh, to have somebody that that goes. For me, it's always been like a feel plus how they've done it that course in the past thing. Uh, I love golf. Uh, I enjoy playing golf. I'm not good at playing golf, but, you know, I'm a beer hole guy, and let's just have a great time. Uh, but yeah, I get into it a little bit. We do a couple of interviews a week on on my show about golf, about it, when we're getting to the big tournaments, the big four, and and a couple of the live things. But, uh, yeah, we got a, g- a good weekend at the championship this weekend. Looking forward to it. We do. Yeah, I had, uh, I had Victor Hovland this past week at the BMW. I know Tyler Morales did as well, so that was that was enjoyable. Rob, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but the back nine that Victor Hovland had is one of the best back nines I've I've ever seen. Olympia Fields, I was so impressed with how well the golfers played at that at that course. Three years ago, they played there. There were only five guys that shot under par the entire tournament. And then this year, Victor Hovland won it with 17 under, and you had so many guys under par. So the conditions were a little bit different, but they really played well at that course and I was not expecting the scoring to be that high but Hovland shot a 61 yesterday he birdied seven of his final nine holes it was one of the greatest displays of golf in a nine-hole stretch that I've seen he overtook Scheffler in the process who's a world number one he beat Matt Matt Fitzpatrick too who's playing really well that week so 
Hovland, you know, Rob, I think when people think about golf, they think of the big three. They think Scheffler, they think Rory, and they think Rom. I've kind of compared Victor Hovland a lot to Will Zalatoris this season where his game is just suited for major championship golf. Like, he's such a good ball striker. He hits it a mile. He hits it so straight. And it's all about his short game and if the putter can cooperate. And yesterday, especially on that back nine, it was cooperating, and you see what kind of round he can put together. But he is a superstar, and he's going to win plenty of majors. And uh wouldn't surprise me if he wins one next year. He's right now at the Tour Championship with the staggered start. He's only two shots off to Scheffler. He's plus 450 to win this uh, this next week at Eastlake. So he's having a great season. He hasn't missed a cut all year. And uh, he's cashed me two win tickets. So I'm hoping that he can close out the season winning the Tour Championship too. Dude, his, his, his last 18 was spectacular. I'll tell you how good his last 18 was. His last 18 was so good, I stopped watching preseason NFL football to flip over and check it out. All right, That is the highest compliment. I ignore my fiancé for NFL preseason football games, and I clicked over to see what Victor Hovland was doing when my phone started dinging that birdie number three, number four, number five on the back nine. I can't play Victor Hovland golf on a freaking Xbox, and that dude did it yet again. No, it's it's... It's incredible. Uh, he almost kind of gets to one of those, like, it was like betting on the Patriots back when Brady was in his prime, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah way to go out on that real thin branch, but you can't be mad at me for it because it cashes more than it doesn't. Uh, I like this kid. You're exactly right about his game. Uh, in fact, there's probably what? There's probably three or four more tournaments he could have picked up W's in over the last two years if he would have putted better. And, you know, hey, drive for no putt for show. But when Victor is knocking him down from eight feet and in, he's a threat at every tournament he plays in. I did love, because I was on with you last week. I, I sat in for an interview with you last week, and you were mentioning yep. that, the, the fact that Olympia, so many guys struggled with being anywhere near the par line. And I don't know if they kind of backed the course off a little bit. Because, hey, you know, it, it's, there's this weird balance in golf. I don't know about you, PJ. For me, there's this weird balance because – on one hand, I want to see guys do things with a golf club that I, as a weekend golfer, can't imagine myself being able to do. But on the other side, there's not much more that the masochist in me loves than watching PGA Tour golfers out there absolutely hacking and looking like I do with a golf club. And I kind of yep. felt like they found a pretty decent balance with that course this weekend. I, I think they did. I think that's a perfect way of putting it, too, because – you know, there are certain tournaments every year that we kind of expect that, right? The U.S. Open obviously being like the marquee one where par is a great score and usually like three or four unders win in that tournament. The Open Championship can be that way if the wind's like really blowing. But this was a good tournament this week. I think it's why we all like the Masters, Rob, you know, because that course is such a perfect combination of like birdie holes and then tough par holes as well with an exciting finish. But it was a great tournament. The top 30 in the FedEx Cup are left this week at the Tour Championship in Atlanta. And, Rob, it's an interesting week to bet the tournament. Tyler Morales and I were talking about this before the show. So if you go on BetMGM right now, there's two different ways that you can bet this tournament. You can bet it with already the strokes applied. So Scotty Scheffler will tee off on Thursday morning at 10 under par. He, he has a two-shot lead ahead of Victor Hovland. So he's plus 140 to win the tournament. Then Rory's plus 350. Hovland's plus 450. So you can bet it that way. 
or you can just bet the guy who's going to pick up the most strokes throughout the tournament. So, you know, Rory could lose to Scheffler, but if he picks up one more shot on Scotty, then you could win that bet instead. So it's kind of an interesting week to bet, but there are only 30 golfers in the field. So there's not really that many guys on the course. It's, it's an interesting week. Do you see yourself betting the tour championship at all, especially with college football here? I, I mean, absolutely will. There's nothing like, there's no, oh, football's here. So everything else gets paused for me. And I mean that both as a fan and a better, right? Like I have multiple TVs for a really good reason. So uh, just like I'm a fan, I'm still going to be watching Major League Baseball this weekend when college football's underway. I'm still going to be watching it in three weeks when the NFL is underway. I'm still putting bets down. Now I will tell you, this is such a unique event, the way that it's run, the way that it's scored, the way that it's put together. It's such a unique event that it kind of makes it difficult, right? Like even the Masters, you were talking about Augusta a minute ago, a place that I, I I love, right? Bucket, the bucket list starts with play Augusta one day. Uh, but Augusta at the end of the day is still a 72-hole golf tournament on a course most of these guys are familiar with. This weekend's kind of a little different. It's kind of a different structure. So uh, all I'm going to say is, uh, tell me who to bet on, PJ. Just tell me. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty good at this yeah. stuff. But no, I listen, I like, I shockingly, I do like Rory McIlroy a lot. I think Rory's a dude. Have you noticed that Rory's up and downs almost always come when we start talking about is the pressure too much for him, right? It was, oh, he's having a baby. Is the dad life going to take over? And then he goes out there and he's finishing two and three and four. And then when we go, oh, he's found something, he kind of dips back into the valley. There's been a lot of Rory talk the last week and a half. Uh, and now that the live tour stuff is kind of out of the picture as a conversation, like we still have to have it. But the golfers have kind of been told, hey, like push the pause button while we figure this out. I don't think Rory's a bad bet now that some of those distractions have been put out of the way in the last two weeks. Look, Rory's not a bad bet at all. He won He won here last year. He's won the Tour Championship three times. I think the guy that's going to be really popular this week, Rob, is Xander Shoffley at 33-1. to 1. You were talking about when you bet golf courses, you kind of like to look at course history. That's something I like looking at as well. Xander, in his last six starts at Eastlake, has not finished worse than seventh. He's won it two times. He has a runner-up. He has a third-place finish. Like, this golf course is just, it's the perfect fit for Xander. So, he's going to start the tournament at three under. He's going to be seven shots back of Scheffler. But, I, I mean, he knows how to make up strokes in a hurry. He played pretty well last week at Olympia Fields. I think Max Homa is going to be another popular guy. He's only played East Lake once. That was last year. He finished third there. He had the lead at the BMW going into the weekend on Saturday. He starts at four under, so you get a pretty good price on him. So I think people are going to take stabs this week, Rob, at guys at like 33 to one, 50 to one, hoping that, you know, one of those guys shoot like an eight under or something like that on a Thursday or Friday and get themselves in contention. The problem is that you're chasing Xander, or the problem is that you're chasing Scheffler, Rory, Rahm, and Hovland, the four best players in the world. So it's going to be tough to try and gain strokes on those guys, but uh, it's it's an interesting format, and it allows some room to maybe take a stab at a long shot. So we'll see what happens at uh, at Eastlake. It's going to be last PGA tournament uh, event of the calendar season, which is just crazy to think about. Golf always flies by. 
Uh, other than that, though, Rob, I do have to tell you, I was at Williamsport this uh, this past weekend for the Little League World Series. Have you ever been? Have you ever been out that way? I have not. I love that event. I watch that event every year. I always kind of take a note of some of the kids that are standing out because it's always fun to to look back ten years from now and go, oh, I remember seeing that kid. But no, that is that is another event I'd really very much. I've got a buddy of mine from down in Florida who goes up every year, and I always kind of thought like. Well, that's a little weird. You're driving that far for for a Little League baseball game. And over the last four or five years as I've gotten older, like what that event means to those kids and to baseball at a period in time in this country's history where like I kind of feel like we need to be making steps towards saving baseball both within this country and because of the whole Baseball United thing. I don't know how much you guys have talked about that, but at a point where we really need to be pushing towards baseball to watch that event become the event it's become has been awesome. So it is absolutely on the pilgrimage list for me. Yeah, it was. So we dropped off my brother at, uh, at Ithaca in upstate New York. And when we're driving from Maryland, you literally go right past Williamsport. I mean, drive right past the stadiums. So on the way back, we're like, you know what? We're here. We might as well. Rob, I didn't know this either. It is completely free to get into the ballpark. No tickets whatsoever. Completely free, which I thought was fantastic. So you don't even have to pay for parking either. So you really could spend the whole day there without ever spending a dime. The ballparks are right next to each other. They're in immaculate shape. They're just every blade of grass is fantastic. And uh, And then, yeah, obviously, you know, you got the hill up there. I tried to slide down the hill just because it's like, you know, when you're there, like you got to do it. The cardboard I got, though, was uh, was not great. It kept falling apart, so I didn't get to slide down the hill, unfortunately. But it's cool. It's cool getting to see that in uh, in person. I uh, I respect you for trying. I don't know how much older I am than you. I promise you the only thing that would fall apart if I tried to slide down that hill like those kids is uh, just me. As a whole, like I would come up in desperate need of a chiropractor and an orthopedic surgeon at the same time. So I give you the most respect for even giving that a shot, PJ, because I would have hurt myself dramatically. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I-, I was hoping to get down the slot to get down the hill, but unfortunately, that that did not work out for me, Rob. Uh, also, we got to talk about the Yankees. We're going to talk plenty of baseball on the show today, Rob. They've dropped eight straight games. Uh, we're just not used to seeing this with the Yankees, even their off season, even their off years. They're still, you know, 12, 13 games above 500, all that stuff. They've dropped eight straight. They're 16 games back of the Orioles in the AL East. They're four games under 500. Like they, they're not good. So how, uh, what do you think the Yankees end up doing with like Aaron judge and Garrett Cole? Do you think at some point, like they like might consider shutting these guys down potentially? I got to say no, because I, I, I think that that betting C or that losing season streak that they've kept alive for 30 years with no losing seasons. I, I do think that that matters a to the boys on the team, right? Like nobody wants to be on a team where your name goes down in history for something terrible and breaking a 30 year streak would do it. But I think the other element of, I don't think it's about Aaron Boone anymore. I think Brian Cashman is the next name who sees uh, himself up on that chopping block. And if you're Brian Cashman and you would like to stay the GM of the New York Yankees, you got to figure it out and you got to figure it out. I'm not saying you got to make the playoffs. I'm not saying you got to get a wild card streak, but you cannot let that 30 year streak die with you at the helm so no I don't think this Yankees team is going to shut anybody down because they want to avoid history 
the bad kind. Yeah, they are, uh, boy, they, they are struggling. 60 and 64, as I mentioned, Yankees eight games back in the AL wildcard race. We're just getting going here on You Better You Bet. PJ Glasser, Rob Brown, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We're talking NFL preseason on the other side of the break.